0: You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City.
1: I can know the covenant that I have with God. I can know the direction I need to go on my journey. I can know how to listen to the voice of God when he tells me where to go.
0: Tune in Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bumgarner on WCNO.
2: Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silver & Associates is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time-consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silver & Associates can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340. 6076 Again, that number is 772 340 6076 ¿Se habla español?
0: Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you.
1: Grace restores. Somebody say that with me. Grace Grace restores. restores. Here's the cool thing about this. This is what I like about this. How many of you know the father did not stand on the front porch and see him coming around the corner and then milk it? Come on. Trying to get everything he could get. Oh, here he comes. Running back home. I knew it. I knew it. I bet you he done blew everything I gave him. He ain't got nothing Here he comes. Come on, amen. How many know that's the way we are? We live by human terms. Huh? And we forgive by human terms. We like to always hold people's feet to the fire when they messed up. Come on, amen. You know what we do? We always want to teach somebody a lesson. That's what you get. I'm going to forgive you. Because I'm a believer in Jesus and I have to. But that's what you get. Come on, amen. But how many of you know this morning God's grace is not like that? Come on, he don't stand there and say, okay, I want you to to squirm in fear. I want you to, I want you to suffer in your sin. I want you to recognize how bad you've been. You just stand there for a minute, and I'm just gonna kind of wait it out. Okay, now I'm gonna forgive you. Come on in. I mean, God don't do that. Come on, huh? God don't even ask for an explanation. We come to God with all kinds of excuses. Well, God, I'm sorry. God don't want to hear it either. He don't even care. He's just happy to see you. He's just happy to hold you. Come on, somebody. Amen. God don't look at it. This father don't look at the boy and say, boy, what'd you do with all my money? Where you been? You done messed up our name all over the countryside. How am I ever going to trust you again? That is not your father in heaven, ladies and gentlemen. That's a reason to shout right there. He didn't do any of that. He just said, my son was lost. Now he's found. He was a dead. Now he's alive. Come on, somebody. Amen. He said, my grace is bigger than any explanation you've got. I don't care. It's just good to see you. I wonder sometimes if God forgives us that way, why don't we forgive people the other way all the time? Why do we always want everybody to squirm and teach them a lesson? We want people to pay the price forever. They did me wrong. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Amen. We say that as this well, I forgive you, but I won't forget. You done burned me way too much. I forgive you. We're good, we can eat together. But I ain't forgetting. Come on, somebody. Amen? Here's what church people do all the time. This is what we do in the church. We, we have the forgiveness, the forgiveness form that we fill out. But at the bottom, we got a little footnote, a little clause. It's called, it's the yes, but clause. The yes, I forgive you, but hmm, I ain't never trusting you again. Uh uh-huh. sure I'll forgive you, but don't expect me to ever do anything for you again. Sure, I'll, yeah, I'll forgive you. Don't ask me for a favor. Because mm-hmm. we do that because we permanently disqualify people from ever rising up again. Hey, we get, everybody gets challenged with this. When you've been burnt seven or eight times, it's hard to want to trust somebody again. Thank God that he still does. Come on, amen. Hmm? Listen to me. The grace of God does not come to diminish people. Hmm? There's a lot of churches, man. If you go through a divorce or you go through a moral failure and you show up at church, you've got to walk in with your head down. And everybody's looking at you, oh, my God. Hmm. I am sure glad I am not them. Lord, just bless them. This, oh, Jesus. I cannot believe she cheated on her husband. Like, oh, my. we good in the church about that ain't we come on somebody praise the Lord gotta walk in with your head down covered up with shame eat up with guilt you're supposed to be in a body of believers that got grace for you come on huh I believe the house of God ought to be a place where Jesus dwells where grace dwells amen Where people can come through the door to get restored, not condemned, not judged. Amen. Were you wrong? Yes, you were wrong. Did you make a big mess? Yes, you made a big mess. Was it a disaster? Yes, it probably was a disaster. But when you come back to the Father's house, you don't have to come back with your head down groveling in front of everybody. You can come in here to a Father with your head up, boldly before the throne, and let him wrap you up in his arms and give you the grace that you need in your life to be restored. Praise the Lord, amen. God don't expect you to live in misery from your mistakes. He expects you to be free from your mistakes and to be healed from them. Come on, amen. He wants you to know that when you walk in front of the door, He is standing not to diminish you, but to welcome you and to heal you. Come on, amen. And restore you and make you better than you were before when you got messed up. So you don't ever mess up again. Praise the Lord, amen listen most people like to view God as a judge the truth is he is a judge but he judges sin God ain't in the judging people business. He's in the judging sin business. Amen. He said, the reason I came is to judge sin and to take care of sin so you can be free from sin. I didn't come here to judge you. I come here to make you free so you don't have to live under sin. Sin is bad for you. Sin will kill you. Sin will corrupt you. Sin will steal from you. But I'm here to get sin out of your life because I love you. Praise the Lord. That means the Father has come to love you, to protect you, to heal you. He has a heart for you. That's good news. God is not up in heaven giving anybody the finger. Come on, somebody. He's not mad. Heaven ain't upset today. Mm -hmm. The Father's heart always seeks restoration. Always seeks restoration. Praise the Lord. Number four, grace covers. Grace covers. Somebody say grace covers. Grace covers. Mm. I mean, when he come up out of the pig pen, he was covered with something. Mm. I don't know about you, but man, if I was working in a pig pen all, them, all that time, man, I know I, you had to be under some stinky stuff. Come on, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. He probably stunk the high heaven. Huh? the father saw him coming down the road and ran out to meet him ran to him and he said go get a robe and cover him I say cover him he said cover him I mean we always try to cover up our stink we always try to cover up our stuff we always try to play it off we show up with church with church face the church. how you doing brother oh I had a wonderful Thanksgiving praise God you know, you was fighting like cats and dogs with your family on Thanksgiving Day. Hello, this is Pastor Jason Baumgartner. I want to thank you for participating in the Revealing Truth radio broadcast and supporting this vital ministry to the community. Many of you have been instrumental in bringing the revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ to South Florida. Your generous tax-deductible donations help us reach a potential audience of 30,000 people every day. We are excited to announce to you today that giving to this ministry has become even easier. Will you please take a moment and text the word RADIO to 772-800-2464. Again, text the word RADIO to 772-800-2464. Then just follow the easy one-time setup... And you can become a monthly supporter of the Revealing Truth. I want to thank you for your support today and being a covenant partner with the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. For more information on becoming a covenant partner, you can email me directly at pastorjason.truth at gmail.com. The address again is pastorjason.truth at gmail.com. It would be a great honor to have you partner with us as we seek to bring revival to South Florida. God bless you today, and thank you again for your generosity and all of your support. Again, text RADIO to 772-800-2464 and be a covenant partner today. Thank you so much, and have a blessed day. We cover up our stink with stuff. Jesus covers up our stink with His righteousness. Scripture teaches... That he that knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That means all that stuff that was making you stink. All that stuff that was corrupt about you. All that stuff that was evil about you. Jesus took that for you. And then the robe that he was wearing of righteousness, he puts it on you. And now you're righteous. That's not a statement of pride. That's a statement of fact. Some people in church can't even say that. I I go to some churches and preach. I tell them, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. They can't say it. They got too much pride to say it. But I'm I'm going to help you right now. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're righteous. When God sees you, he sees righteousness. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus. Come on, that's good news for us. Amen? Mm -hmm. Somebody say, well, what do you mean, pastor, righteousness? It means that God sees you in a right. Standing. It's as if the verdict has been passed, they found you not guilty, and you are standing rightfully before God, innocent. Praise the Lord, amen. In other words, you can point your finger at somebody, but you can't find it. You did it. Well, me and God don't know nothing about it. Why? Because God don't remember. Say, how can God? God knows everything. How can He forget? Because He chooses to forget. He's so big, he can forget what he wants to forget. He can remember what he wants to remember. Come on, somebody say, he forgot all my sin. So well, I remember you did it. Well, you might, but God don't. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You'll never find it. Go look for it. You won't find it. It ain't in no file nowhere. You go to heaven and look in the file room, it's going to say, Jason, purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ right on my file. Praise the Lord. He took my death certificate and stamped it, eternal life. This dude's going to live forever. To do, next. Gave me new life, gave me a new name, gave me a purpose and a death. Somebody ought to help me, praise the Lord. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been bought for by the blood of Jesus, Amen. And guess what? I don't have to carry my own robe with me. I show up on the scene and he puts a robe on me. And it, it ain't something that I created. It's a, it's a righteous robe that comes down from heaven. It's a, it's a robe for robe. I didn't have to go to Goodwill and get what I could find to try to fit me. I showed up and God showed up and he put a robe of righteousness on me and changed my life forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. I looked like a mess. I smelled like a mess. I acted like a mess. And God said, I'm going to clothe him in robes of righteousness. It don't matter what he did, where he came from, who he screwed over, how he got done this and how he did did that and what kind of history he's got I'm putting a robe of righteousness on him today. Praise the Lord. Amen. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Try that out. Just say I am the redeemed of the Lord. That means that God did something on your behalf that you couldn't do on your own. He redeemed you. He paid for you. He made a way for you. He healed you. Come on somebody. Praise the Lord. I wonder if I got anybody that's redeemed today. Praise God. See, some of us, we had a wardrobe malfunction. It's time to get a new wardrobe. We thought we had it all together, but we had a wardrobe malfunction. God said, no, no, I got a brand new wardrobe for you. Amen? You need to quit wearing the clothes of shame and wearing the clothes of guilt and wearing the clothes of of condemnation, those old raggedy garments that identify where you used to be and start putting on some clothes that identify where I'm taking you with a new name. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout a new robe. Number five, grace reveals purpose. Grace reveals purpose. He said, go get the family ring. I like that. Go get the family ring. How many of you know in those days, the people that had jewelry were only people of wealth, people that owned lands, people that owned businesses? Those are the only people that wore jewelry, especially a signet ring. Because the signet ring carried all the authority of the person that owned the company or owned the land to do business with. Come on, amen. It was a signature ring. I mean, today when we sign a contract, that means it's a done deal. Back then, they didn't sign contracts. Back then, they used to take a little bit of wax. They'd melt it. They'd write, a little, they'd write their little form. They'd fold it over. They'd take the wax, pour it on the seal of the envelope, take that signet ring, and put the seal on it. And that signet ring carried the weight of a done deal. And that's what he said. He said, go get him the family ring. I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore to him. Come on, somebody. I'm going to restore to him all the authority. I'm going to restore to him his name. I'm going to give him the purpose that he was born for. He might have went out and messed everything up and wasted everything up, but I'm about to restore the time that the canker worm egg. I'm giving him everything that should have been his. He's going to walk with my name, my authority, do what I called him to do, and there ain't nothing going to stand in the way if I'm giving him all authority. Somebody say he gave him a ring. Mm-hmm. So, it don't matter if sin comes and takes away your authority, He can give it back. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many know when you got God's authority, you ain't never subject to the power of the enemy anymore? You're not under His power. You're not under His domain. You're under the King's domain. Praise the Lord. Number six, grace identifies. Everybody say that with me. Grace Grace. identifies. 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 They said, go get some sandals. Go get some sandals. How many know? During the time that Jesus walked on the earth, if you had shoes, that meant you weren't a slave. If you didn't have shoes, that meant that you were a slave. Come on, somebody. Amen. To go without shoes was an act of humility or was an act of humiliation. It was one of the two. So when you take your shoes off, you were either acting out of humility or if you didn't have any shoes, it was because it was an act of humiliation. You didn't deserve them. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's why when Moses was standing on holy ground, he took his shoes off as a sign of humility to standing on ground that was holy before God. He said, I'm removing myself from being the ruler of my own universe, and God, now you can rule my world. I'm yours for whatever you want. The father looks at the boy, and he says, I'm not going to treat my boy like a slave. Come on, somebody. huh? Come on, amen. See, some of y'all try to return back to the house with a slave mentality. Some of y'all try to come back into the kingdom by what you do. Come on, amen. But he said you got to come as a son or a daughter, not as a slave. There's a lot of people in the church today that are content to live as a slave in God's kingdom. Just keep working away, keep working away, keep hoping and wishing that Jesus is somehow going to recognize you and you're going to earn a blessing. Can I help you right now? Blessings are not earned. They are given by grace. Mm. Jesus is not looking for you to work your way back into being a son. He's working, looking for you to step your way back into being a son. Because you've got to learn how to walk with the Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. By, by, by receiving his grace and understanding that in your weakness, his grace is sufficient for you. God can cause you to, to live the purposes of your life. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number seven. I love identifying as a child of God, don't you? Number seven, grace celebrates. Grace celebrates. Try that on. Grace celebrates. I really believe Sunday morning ought to be the biggest celebration of our week. There ought to be nothing more important in your life than gathering with your brother and sisters on a Sunday morning in a church service in the house of God because God ordained it for your life people get mad at me all the time and say well you know I just can't come every Sunday well I don't know what to tell you it's offensive to God if you don't come to church every Sunday read your Bible justify it all you want make excuses all you want but if you can't get in the house every Sunday you're walking out on what God's planned for your life Yeah, I got two people trying to amen me see this is what happens when I tell the truth nobody don't like it it's the truth praise the Lord come on somebody it's the truth and we don't gather in here to get beat up. We gather in here to celebrate. We gather in here because we're talking about what God's doing in our life. He's equipping us for the next week of our life. He's assigning us for the purposes of our life. He's revealing revelation to us so we can do what He's called us to do throughout the week. Come on, amen. This ought to be, when we get in here, we ought to be dancing and shouting and everything else that we can do because we ought to be celebrating what God's doing here in our midst. Praise the Lord, amen. Amen. Because it's about people that once were lost but now are found. People that were dead but now are alive. People that were struggling but now set free. People that were bound. Come on, somebody help me. Come on, amen. The Father said, we're going to celebrate. Go get the grain-fed heifer. We're about to have a barbecue. We're going to have a fish fry. I'm good with that. We about to celebrate, amen. Grace celebrates. That's why we call Sunday morning a celebration service.
2: Consider a school where children learn to love, where learning is inspired, reading is an adventure, where students have time for creativity, math and logic, where truth is taught along with history, literature and technology, where respect is modeled by please and thank you, where innovation and leadership are fostered while planning out college and career paths. This is the future of St. Lucie Christian students. We are now enrolling kindergarten through 12th grade. Full scholarships are still available. Find out more at stluciechristian.org.